Welcome to the Puzzle of Us podcast, where we are helping you pick up the broken pieces of marriage, life, and love, and put them back to feel whole again. I'm your host, Chelsea Peterson, owner and clinical director of Cash Valley Counseling, and I have over a decade of experience helping couples and clients throughout the Cash Valley area, and I really just want to bring the expertise to you, my expertise through the years and, and share this. This is why we're doing this podcast and why I, I hope that you will find the information here useful. Today, we're going to talk a little bit about divorce. We're going to do this in a couple part series. Um, this first series is just going to be about divorce and kind of how it impacts and, and what that means and what that looks like and what that can look like. So we're just going to define it in this first one. And in the subsequent ones, we're talk, we'll talk about kind of the ins and outs and divorce and and kind of where to start looking if, if you do need some additional resources. So um, with that being said, I recently worked with a couple who both partners were really, really, really contemplating divorce. Both of them really wanted out, um, had had a lot of pain and, and hurt in the relationship, and they just had felt like they had tried everything and nothing they had tried had worked. Um, and so as kind of a last ditch effort, they did they came and did what we call an intensive, which is 12 hours with me um, in my office. And both of them at the end of that said, I don't think we would be getting divorced had we done this months ago. Um, and, and that's not to say an intensive would have saved their relationship, but it certainly would have helped them understand the pain that they were in and maybe try to do things differently in their relationship. But they ultimately decided after spending multiple hours and, and days with each other, kind of going through all of the hurts, both of them decided that a divorce would be a better option for them. And so it just got me thinking about, you know, there's a lot of people who decide to get divorced and really don't even know where to start. Um, divorce can be very messy. It can be pretty straightforward. And it can be a lot of things in between that. So a lot of people, you know, hear horror stories. A lot of people don't also have experience, um, you know, no one they know personally has gotten divorced or they have, but maybe they don't know exactly that process or haven't been involved in that process. And so it can be a really scary kind of undertaking if that's a choice that you're trying to make and don't know where to turn. So hopefully you can get some of your questions answered if not in today's episode, hopefully in the upcoming uh, sections of the podcast as well. So um, I really, again, just kind of wanted to find divorce today and, and understanding the, the legal, financial, and emotional aspects of divorce because, again, it can take a very big toll. And it involves a lot of, a lot of people. Um, you know, oftentimes we think about just the divorce happening in the marriage but a divorce also happens to the children of the partners that are divorcing, and it also happens to the families, the, the extended family or the in-laws um, as well. And so we're, we're just going to kind of talk a little bit about that and discuss just kind of the emotional toll um, and, and all of that that can be associated with divorce. Um, when, for, when someone first decides to get divorced, um, particularly like with this couple that I was just working with, um, there is a, there's an, a roller coaster that you go through. Uh, oftentimes people feel a sense of relief, a sense of hope, a sense of, okay, this isn't, we don't have to do this anymore. We can choose to do something different. Um, 
sometimes people also feel really um, a sense of grief and uh, loss. Sometimes divorce is out of your control because maybe you're, you're in a partnership where your partner wants to get divorced, but you are not really wanting to get divorced. Um, and in order to stay in the relationship or to save the friendship or to be able to co-parent, sometimes that partner who doesn't want the divorce has to end up giving in because the other partner is going to be completely miserable and that's not the relationship that you want either. Um, so there can be lots of lots of different feelings, lots of feelings of anger, lots of feelings of frustration, um, anxiety of what to expect next. I don't know. I don't know what this is going to look like. What does our you know future hold for us? Do we do? What do we do with the kids? How do we split time? Um, how is this going to affect our children? How is this going to affect us? There's lots and lots and lots of unknowns about divorce. So there's lots of reasons for people to experience some anxiety. And depression is definitely uh, one that goes along with kind of the emotional roller coaster that happens. I always tell people as they're um, kind of t walking into a divorce or deciding that, um, I, I usually tell them to buckle up, Buttercup, because you are in a world, you're in for a whirlwind of emotions up and down, happy, sad, crying one minute, joyful the next. Um, and, and it, it is, it's true. I have not met anybody who has gone through a divorce that hasn't experienced a roller coaster of emotions, um, a, a wanted divorce or an unwanted divorce. Um, you know, obviously if wanted divorce for both of you, it does become a little bit easier, um, and, and maybe a little bit more amicable. Um, and we'll talk about the legal stuff of, of that in, in a minute, but, um, there is, uh, a part that even if it is a, uh, a amicable split where both of you, where both partners are deciding to get divorced, there is a, a part that you, each partner sort of has to grieve the relationship um, or mourn the, the death or the end of something, right? It's it's similar to the experiences of, you know, ending college or ending high school or, you know, when eras come to an end, there's also, there's often a feeling of sadness. There's often a feeling of, you know, excitement for what's next, but also maybe remorse for things I didn't do, didn't participate in, didn't, um, should have done different, wish I could have had different friend groups, you know, all the things that kind of you feel when you're talking about kind of those end, end of life transitions, this is another one of those transitions. And so letting yourself grieve. Um, again, that might be a short period for some and that might be a longer period for others, particularly those who are in unwanted divorce situations. Typically that grieving process is going to be a little bit longer um, because it's something I, I maybe wasn't expecting or is unwanted. Right. And so people, again, experience that in different ways. And um, that, that can look like anything from going on a bender weekend <laughs> to um, sitting at home and watching Netflix. That could be, you know, wanting to be around people to uh, isolating yourself. Um, there's, an, again, a, a various, the, the ways that people can respond is extreme. There's, there's so many different ways that people could, to people could, um, 
respond to the grieving process, but grieving the marriage, grieving the loss of a relationship, grieving the, the end of something um, is a portion that I have not, again, not met anyone in a divorce situation that hasn't grieved or had to grieve it at some point. Um, and you know, sometimes that happens even before you decide to actually get divorced. Um, sometimes things are so unhappy for years or months or years or many, many years that the grieving process may have happened, you know, if you've been in a 20 year marriage and maybe that grieving process happened for you at year three, when I realized this marriage isn't going to be something that I was hoping for. Um, and, but there is a grieving point of, of the relationship um, and the loss of the relationship. So I, I do want to, a lot of people don't get divorced or make decisions about maybe not getting divorced or getting divorced based on their children. You know, this is what's best for our children or this is what's not best for our children, so we are going to stay together. Um, both ways can be really harmful and um, if done in the right way, divorce can be less harmful to children. But the reality is, is we are, we are wired for connection and we're wired for the biological connection of those who created us. And so when our parents get divorced and they are separated or, or divorced, there is an impact on children. I have not met anybody who enjoyed being from a divorced family or was not impacted. It, it has not had an impact on their life. Um, again, how those parents cope, how they co-parent becomes incredibly crucial to the lasting impact of each child in, in that relationship. And each child is going to need a different response from each of their parents, um, because each child is not the same. So, um, and we'll, we'll talk a little bit more about that, but, um, really being, not making a decision not to get divorced because we want to stay together for the kids is not a good reason to stay together. Oftentimes, um, sometimes in those situations, it actually would be better to divorce and show your children what divorce can look like and a happy marriage can look like. Other times, if you are getting divorced, the impact on your children can be can be more devastating because mom and dad don't get along. Um, kids get pitted between mom and dad, and there's a lot of um, playing each other back and forth, manipulation that happens. Um, not saying that they should stay; you should stay together just for that. But if that is going to be a case, sometimes that is a reason to stay in the relationship at least until the children are raised. Um, and then and then divorcing at that point if things have not gotten better. So again, divorce is going to impact your children. Um, there's there's unfortunately not a lot of ways around the impact, any impact on your children. However, that impact can be significantly reduced if you choose to co-parent well. Um, and again, we'll talk a little bit more about what that might look like in a subsequent episode. Um, but again, how to really navigate divorce and, and things to consider when divorcing or contemplating divorce. Um, it, it can, therapy can be a really good place to, 
talk about both the pros and cons. Um, going back to the example I used of the couple that came in for an intensive, they both really, really cared about each other. That was absolutely apparent and they both really, really loved each other. It was not an issue of do we love each other, but it was more of an issue of are the ways that we're protecting ourselves from the hurt that has happened and continues to happen in our relationship, is that workable? Is that something that we want to work on, change, work on together to find peace and harmony in our relationship? And ultimately, it came down to them both deciding that they are going to continue to protect themselves in the ways that they have been and going to continue to hurt each other. Um, and that that was just too painful for them. And so therapy was a very crucial tool for them to really understand what those hurts are, first of all, for each person. Um, it was a very helpful uh, experience for them to also talk through what divorce could look like and what it would look like. Um, it was very beneficial for each of them to have an, a little bit of individual therapy in that time to really talk through and understand their role in um, providing hurt to their partner as well as how their partners hurt and, and how their protective parts were also impacting and, and hurting them. Um, and as they came to get more clarity on that, they, they were able to get more clarity on the role of the relationship in their, in their lives moving forward. And they both ultimately decided to end the relationship and, and move on from the relationship. Um, but therapy can be an incredibly helpful part of that. And so sometimes that, if that helpful part can be um, individual therapy. It can be, you know, if you're one, if you're a partner and you're really considering or contemplating divorce, sometimes providing into, or getting therapy for you yourself and helping you work through some of those things, walk, talk through that, that can be incredibly helpful. Sometimes um, family therapy, if you have older children um, that can sort of speak to the relationship and speak to how they might feel. If you have younger children, that doesn't necessarily work quite as well because of course they're going to want mom and dad to stay together. Um, and so sometimes family therapy, sometimes group therapy can be really helpful um, in finding a group that, you know, a group of women or a group of men or a group of people who are going through a similar thing or contemplating similar things that um, might give you some food for thought, might give you some things to work on, to try in your relationship, or ways to, resources to help um, maybe make the choice to, to divorce. We also highly, highly recommend couples therapy. I know that's not always possible. That probably is the most ideal way to, again, determine whether or not your relationship should end. Um, and, and doing that together as a couple sometimes is the, the very, we see the most um, effect and can do that in a positive way that again we understand the hurts we understand the patterns and we're able to recognize that and keep that hurt from happening again in the future but we can transition from being lovers being partners being romantic partners to how do we co-parent if you have kids together 
Um, if you don't have kids together and you're separating, what do I, how, what's the communication going to look like? Maybe there's minimal communication. Maybe we don't communicate at all. Um, maybe we communicate through our attorneys. Maybe we do it on our own. Again, all these things we're going to kind of talk, talk through different options about divorce. But um, one, the role of therapy in helping you navigate divorce can be incredibly huge helping you understand un unravel all of the emotional roller coaster the, the buckle up buttercup helping you manage that from going from one day i'm feeling incredibly sad to the next day i'm overjoyed to the next day i'm so incredibly frustrated or this is hard or how do i navigate this and um, what do i do about this co-parenting issue sometimes therapy can be an incredibly helpful space just to prioritize time. If nothing else, it gives you a space to talk through some of the main issues that you are having either in the relationship or even once you've contemplated divorce or once you've decided to get divorced. If you are in individual therapy, it can be wildly helpful to have kind of a sounding board, um, have someone help you kind of navigate because Again, depending on how long you've been married, there's a lot of untwining that has to happen, right? We, we intertwine our lives, we spend so much time together, and we really want to make that, um, a, again, a positive romantic relationship where we're, where we're really blending our lives together. And as you get divorced, there's a lot of like unblending that has to happen. And it's not just a all at once rip the bandaid off and we go our separate ways, but there's a, again, a little bit of disconnecting one at a time. Um, and, and help therapy can be an incredibly helpful process to that. And so again, I've seen lots of different situations. I've seen even one instance where a couple came in months after their divorce had been finalized and really just focused on, focused on co-parenting. Um, how do we co-parent? We're no longer emotional, are each other's emotional support for everything, but we are still co-parenting. And they, they came to therapy for a while because they had a lot of, their lives were very intertwined. They were business partners. They were, uh, they were co-parenting. They were doing a lot of things that kept their lives intertwined, but it was figuring out how to really separate the romantic partnership and still keep these other things thriving um, and not just surviving. Uh, therapy was wildly helpful for them. And again, I think for many people having that space just to dedicate to what am I going through? What's going on for me? How do we navigate this? What do I do next? Is this normal? Can be a really helpful process. So if you are contemplating divorce or you already have made that decision, making sure that you have a therapist can be really helpful in helping create, you know, moving forward, finding a next, next relationship, uh, making sure that you don't make the same mistakes, really helping raise your awareness as well as to, you know, where things went wrong, wrong in the relationship and how to do them better or different the next time. Um, again, there, there's lots of ways. So therapy again is a great way to cope, um, to navigate all of the emotional distress that happens in in divorce um, but there's there's other coping healthy coping strategies as well and I just want to touch briefly on them um, 
the, the managing the stress, managing the up and downs, managing the, the roller coaster of emotions, um, really some of the, the things that I've seen be very most powerful for people is, is learning mindfulness, learning to take mindful minutes throughout your day of really just checking in with my body, checking in with how am I feeling, checking in with, you know, at this moment, what is going on for me? I'm incredibly sad. At this moment, I'm incredibly happy. I'm hopeful. I'm sad. I'm depressed. Ugh, I feel overwhelmed, right? There's so many things and there's so many emotions and if you can take those mindful moments and just learn to check in with your body, learn to check in with how am I feeling, what's going on for me, it can be incredibly helpful in pausing and just checking in with yourself. Other things that have been very, very helpful are things like journaling. Um, I always encourage people, especially when they're going through divorce and there's a lot of angry feelings, um, to, to journal. Make sure you keep it in a space, particularly if you have older kids that can read, read it. Keep it in a space that they're not going to find it um, and burn it. Destroy it, shred it, whatever, but write in it. Get it out. Let yourself process that anger um, rather than holding on to it because again when that anger is held on to that's where things get really tricky with trying to co-parent or trying to have a healthy relationship with your partner when I have to transition to from being romantic partners to now we're just co-parents. Um, so journaling can be very very helpful especially if you don't have um, a lot of people to support or feel like you want to put words to it to other people putting words to it that don't even make sense um, you don't have to you know use pr proper pr punctuation you don't have to you know make it messy right write messy write it all over write it in unorganized fashion it doesn't matter but um, there's a, a bunch of studies out there on the physical process of how that helps like actually putting pen to paper how that helps your body kind of flush out the things that it needs to. So it's very, very helpful. Physical activity, making sure that you are, I've seen so many people go through divorce and it's incredibly overwhelming and they gain a lot of weight. They don't take care of themselves. They don't eat healthy. They don't, they don't prioritize them because everything about their situation feels incredibly overwhelming, hard, frustrating, yucky and they really lose motivation to have that physical activity and so pushing yourself to make sure that you are setting aside time to have that physical activity it could be even just going for a walk um, it could be you know signing up for uh, an exercise class it could be signing up for a spin class or um, getting back to you know old habit hobbies or uh, physical habits that you've had in the past but making sure that you're doing some sort of physical activity if not daily at least a couple times a week is very helpful for helping just process through things um, and it helps you take care of yourself as well. The other thing that's really really helpful is maintaining social connections. I've seen a lot of people once they get divorced and they feel like oh well, I don't have this friend group anymore because I'm not married or these were friends that we had together and they start to isolate themselves from their social supports and um, sometimes it's necessary to choose sides in divorce, but oftentimes it doesn't. You can maintain friendships 
um, kind of across the board. And so making sure that you are maintaining those social connections um, individually, not necessarily together as a couple, but just because they were, you know, a couple friend or they were my partner's friend first, doesn't mean that I have to now separate them from my life either. So um, just maintaining those social, those social connections. Um, you know, neighbors, uh, oftentimes moves happen when divorce happens. And so maintaining friendships with those neighbors that you've had can be, can be helpful. Um, people that you have at work, people that you have kids as friends, setting up play dates for your friends, um, and, and finding ways to continue to socially continue to progress is, is really helpful. Um, some of the things that are, can also be really helpful is making sure that you are communicating well with your soon-to-be ex-spouse. Again, oftentimes this is the whole crux of the conversation when people are coming into my office that they are not communicating well and they're not even contemplating divorce. So once you have become divorced or once you have decided to become divorced, sometimes communication, sometimes communication becomes easier because we're no longer trying to make something work. We're just, we're trying to make all the other things work. We're not trying to make romantic partnerships work. Um, but we are certainly trying to make co-parenting work or dividing of assets work. And so um, having effective communication is very helpful. Sometimes conflict, conflict cannot happen. Um, conflict resolution cannot happen between the two of you. And so sometimes getting a mediator involved, sometimes communicating only via text, sometimes only during emails. Um, there have been several situations in which it becomes unsafe for one partner to continue to engage in conversations with their soon-to-be ex-spouse. And so sometimes those conversations have to go through a family member or they have to go through an attorney if you don't have a family member willing to kind of moderate those conversations. So again, there's lots of ways. There's lots of cool apps out there as well that um, I, they're, they're specific divorce apps and things that help you basically put everything kind of like a Google calendar. It goes all in one space, fees, school fees, lunch fees, sports fees, whatever your kids, it all goes in one space. Anytime that you, um, you know, if they're with one partner or they're with another partner and you, you just add that very easily to the fee um, part of the app and uh, then it, you know, calculates that and then it is split between you know, if you have 50-50 custody, it's split that way. Um, and it, it keeps it all track in one place, which is really helpful. Um, you can also communicate on those apps, pick up times, drop off times, um, schedules, those sort of things. So those apps can be really helpful in communicating, but finding a way to effectively communicate, especially when you're trying to co-parent, is really necessary. Um, again, you don't have to share all our wildest dreams and hopes and you don't have to share you know all of your what am I doing who am I dating what's it like you don't have to you don't have to do that and you shouldn't be doing that because they're not your person anymore but um, again how do we communicate in a way that's effective that really helps us raise children because particularly when you're moving from divorce with children your next step is how do we become great co-parenting partners. You are now in the business of raising children and how do we become the best business partners that we can in raising children? That really should be kind of your mindset that you're thinking of. 
Um, again, I don't tell my business partner everything. I don't tell you know him all my struggles, or I don't tell them you know everything that my family's going through, or those sort of things. I don't have to do that with my ex-spouse. Um, and so making sure that you're kind of setting those boundaries as well. These are the things I'm willing to do. These are the things I'm not willing to do. Um, it's, it's boundaries is a really healthy coping strategy for everyone. And particularly when you're untangling the web. Um, so just to kind of recap here, divorce is so complex. There is no one straightforward way to do it. Obviously there's the legal aspect of it and divorce and what it means and finding divorce attorney and how do we keep it at a low cost and how do we, how do we just, there's so many things to think about and, and talk about. We're going to talk about those in the upcoming sections of this series, this divorce series, but I would absolutely seek professional help and I would ask people who've had those experiences um, and ask them if what you, what their experience was. Um, several people, you know, every, everyone's experience is a little bit different, um, but finding the best solution for you, that is, is really what can be most helpful for you in, in navigating the ups and downs and the complexities and the all over the place sort of things that can happen sometimes. So make sure that you're seeking, seeking professional help, attorneys, um, mediators, therapists, um, advice from other people, but making sure that you're doing what's best for you. Ultimately, what's best for you and what's best for your relationship is you know, you know in your gut that's what's best and stick to it. Um, but ask for support. It's okay to ask for support and it's okay to not be okay. Um, thank you for listening to The Puzzle of Us. This is the first part series of the divorce and navigating divorce and knowing the ins and outs and all around how to do this and how to navigate this. And uh, my heart goes out to anyone who has been divorced because it is usually not a good situation. Um, and there's, that usually means there's been hurt in your life and it's not an easy thing to decide and can come with lots of, lots of hard decisions and, um, know that it, it's possible to have good outcomes from ending a relationship. So please refer to our show notes and uh, we will catch you next time on The Puzzle of Us.